So I want to say before I forget, I would have been here like a fucking hour earlier, but when uh, uh, I was out on my porch cleaning up a bunch of beer detritus from a porch hang last night, and uh, there were two cops. So there's like a little street by my street where little black kids play basketball in the street, and there were two cops, two white cops playing basketball with these kids. Cool. Wait, that's why you were late? Yeah, because I didn't. I don't have a license plate on my car, so I didn't want to fucking leave my pull out in front of Oh, them. shit. Okay. No, no, I, no, I that's was like, not, that's not the reason. You told me it's because you pulled your shirt off, you went down there, and you were like, shirts versus skins. And you were like, let's go. <laughs> you're, you're, it was a battle for the hearts and minds of those black kids. Like, you don't want to fuck with these guys. No, I was. This guy leads you past me the rock. Path. And you went one on one V2 against these two cops and just fucking smoked them. That's what you told me. It's true. Yeah. I was sky hooking all over those pigs. I read it on tape. And nothing to me. Actually, I started to get really paranoid that they're like, they like know about me and where I live and like have looked at my Twitter. That w- that's what the whole thing, that was all. Uh, and that they were just like out there, like <laughs> maybe trying to out. win my heart and mind. I don't know. <laughs> or just like kind of keeping an eye on me while they're playing. They were doing a psyop on you. I don't know. Look, we're cool. It broke my brain for a minute. I was like, wait, are cops okay? <laughs> That's all it took. Did a lady Just in a red dress minute, walk I by? Was like, I was like, <laughs> seriously, I thought, yeah. I was like, these cops seem like they're having fun with these kids. And then I was just like, no, no, stop. Don't yeah. do it. That's how I felt when I saw the picture of the cop linking arms with the Black, or the, the black Panther, the fake Black Panther. Who's an actress? Yeah. All of them are actors and actresses. Or, and uh, that cop that she's in that picture with is like, Probably the most prototypically disgusting cop really? I've ever seen. Have you seen that picture? Oh, yeah. Like, just a big, sweaty, just, fat, fat white guy. Yeah. He looks like a fucking caricature. Wait, of was a fu- the cast of, the, of Black Panther? Like, down to, like, the, he almost has, like, an upturned nose look going on. Yeah. What? But the cast of Black Panther was linking arms with the, the, the fuzz? <laughs> yes, Chadwick <laughs> yeah. Boseman. He was there, too? Mm-hmm. Do you know about this fake Black Panther group? And, I'm confused. Uh, Lupita. Uh, are we talking about the cast of the movie Black Panther? No. There's like a couple Black Panther new Black Panther parties in Atlanta. Oh, okay. uh, this one isn't even that. And apparently they're both like super problematic, uh, like racist and and anti-Semitic and shit. Um, but this wasn't even that. And they called themselves two different. They called their group two different things. Yeah. So they, this one, this dude was like just some guy on Twitter. I don't know who he is. Was just like I was super fucking curious about this, and so he just like went digging through their Instagrams and shit, and like. Looking around on the internet and uncovered that they're they were they're like part of an act like they're just a bunch of actors. Yeah, and they've never done protesting before. They also like they're just because they all look really picture perfect too. They're all like really they were like made people. up. Shit. Yeah, they they were like literally that they went to costume design to be wow. armed uh, Black Panther. It's breaking my brain a little bit. That, I mean that that, 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 that like screams yeah, you know, emoji. Do you remember the when that dude got shot? The guy who was just jogging. Oh yeah, a couple the one like a couple that, months is this ago. The one that, wait, the, what, the, and those there, guys, those two, like that ex-cop and his son, just like killed him. Oh yeah. Oh, the Arm Armored Arbery or Armored uh, Arbery. Yes, Arbery. Yeah. Um, and then there was like black, black, some kind of Black Panthers marching, armed. What group is that? I, I think they must have been one of the. One of the troubling ones. Groups, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That made that, I, I did keep flashing back to that, being like, "Oh, I remember when I was excited to see that picture." Right. But we're not here to talk about the national news. No, we're here with the trash delivery Detroit update. But because God, last time, honestly, uh, I didn't realize until I was like thinking on it right before we started recording that we haven't really talked. There's a lot of stuff that has happened since because. Last episode, when I talked about getting arrested, uh, I didn't even know who uh, Tristan Taylor was. Like, I just referred to him as the guy that gave a good speech that convinced me to stay and get arrested. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, and that guy has since kind of emerged as a leader of sorts. Um, he, it's hard to, like, I wanted to talk about this chronologically, but. <sighs> it's all just such a whirlwind of events. <sighs> no, I will. I will. Okay. So me and Kevin, let's just get to it. Me and Kevin, uh, we went to one of these protests. Because after 
after the on Wednesday, this they'd been after I got arrested for like three the three days following all the way up until Tuesday, they had been rounding people up just the same as me, arresting them all, uh, and. On Tuesday, it came to a head when there was a group at the end of Gratiot. They were, um, the, the police were telling people to leave, allegedly according to them. I wasn't there this night, so I'm just taking the like Detroit News' word uh, for it. They're, they're, this is the Detroit News taking the police's word that they didn't arrest anyone that was leaving. They were like, we told people to, the, to leave the area and that we didn't arrest anyone that left. But... There was a group that did stay. You know, they were practicing civil disobedience. They stayed. They weren't intimidated, and they were all arrested. And um, Tristan Taylor, the guy um, who we referred to as the guy that gave the good speech, uh, he was singled out, put into a separate squad car, actually taken like to jail, and charged with a felony for inciting a riot. And uh, so things that was like the heat of the escalation so far in Detroit, and just Detroit. It's still like we're really small potatoes, kind of compared yeah, we, to. We haven't we haven't seized the station yet and turned it into our own green zone. <laughs> yeah, like we're not. There's nothing here like in Seattle where we have an autonomous zone. Like, like we're still there's still parades. Well, that's what I'm guess I'm leading into talking about because before well, we have the no go zones in Dearborn. Don't forget about those. Me and Kevin went on Wednesday, and Kevin and I. Yes, thank you. Sorry, thank you so much. I, <laughs> That's just, you know, I, Nick's I, just don't, I don't want you to have to edit it later. He's got to stay yeah, in character. You, yeah. He's got to stay in character. I edit all of these to be perfect, proper grammar. Insu- insufferable and, pet ant. <laughs> but so um, Kevin and I stayed, and, and we were expecting, we had no reason to believe, or this is Wednesday, the night after that, because they got, we marched with them, we did the whole march, and it all ended up at the Joe Lewis Fist downtown. That's on the riverfront in Detroit. Wait, you uh, skipped the part about... Wait, how long was he in jail for? He was, he, he was in jail all overnight, and the next day, right before this march, he was released. The one that we went to. Right. He was, you know, just because... And they dropped the charges, right? Uh, yeah, they dropped... Well, they... They, they reduced them. Redu- to the level of a civil ordinance or something. I forget yeah, what they called. Like um, an ordinance Probably violation. Probably the same charge that all the other protesters were getting. Yeah. Now he's loitering, just like I was. Yeah. Uh, also, my ticket says... It's just funny to look at it. I finally, like, pulled it out of my wallet and gave it a good look. And it says, uh, refuse to move when told by a police officer. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I guess that's one way to describe the night. <laughs> it, it should say, uh, uh, an immovable object meet, met an unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. I, uns, unstoppable. Or am I the immovable? You're the immovable object. Yeah. Oh, well, they moved me. <laughs> <laughs> they moved me all over. They just carting me around. But, um, Dustin turns out is a very stoppable force. <laughs> yeah. And a very movable object. And a movable object. He's both. Come on. Yeah. But so, yeah, we, we, uh, their, their tactics had been growing throughout the week. When they were all arrested on Tuesday, it was more of like the group standing together than like everyone just scattering. Right. For the first initial night, uh, people were marching for justice and they were angry and they were going to march for as long as it took. And because we didn't have uh, a united movement to join those to make sure that we were together and make the police could basically run people apart and scatter and do whatever they wanted to to people um, and you know we've heard in Friday night and Saturday night in particular nights where DPD just did some really nasty stuff to people um, and mostly if you look at some of the footage they always move the line to fire tear gas to disperse people and then they keep moving forward. Yeah. They're basically like chasing people down. So they didn't get a chance to do that because we stood together uh, as the United Movement. So that gave us more power than just being dispersed. Once again, mm-hmm. it's up to the chief's uh, quote unquote discretion sure. whether to enforce it. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, that's a good question. And again, I've been saying these past couple of days, that's up for DPD to figure out. Because um, we are the ones that don't have a problem with peace. Uh, but we will stand our ground because we know that's the right thing to do. Um, and make sure that we as a movement um, defend each other and ourselves. So if there is a curfew tonight, if they enforce it, you guys are going to stay out? Yep. I mean, this is all me reconstructing it from accounts I've read on Twitter, trying to reconstruct it. Uh, 
I, you know, I wish I'd know exactly what happened firsthand, but that's what I've heard. And yeah, you should have got arrested again. Yeah, right? Well, some, that's some, what... Some fucking comrade you are. So me and Kevin on Wednesday... Uh, so this is a guy who hasn't been yet. <laughs> but me and Kevin, actually in the episode, and I, I did a little note because I didn't want to smear the movement, about how we were disappointed. Me and Mai were disappointed that they like didn't properly brief us about like the strategy of being a crowd, staying out past curfew, trying right. to avoid arrest. Right. And they pretty much, to their credit, they, we, we almost stayed. It seemed again. like it didn't fucking make a difference. No, well, it did because they well didn't the next night, the next two nights, they arrested everybody anyway, right? No, this is that that they addressed those issues the night that they. This is the night that Kevin and I yeah, were there. He gave a very rousing speech to to those who were going to stay about mm. exactly how you should behave, yeah. stay together. You know, like like the, the voice tight. of reason in a horror movie, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, he right. really drove it home okay. exactly how okay. we said. Yeah, All but right. that was the night that uh, the police chief was like, you know what, fuck the curfew. It's a celebration. Because they'd been also uh, the other four officers were like charged that day. And yeah. He was trying to do a PR sweep. You know, the uh, fucking Mayor Duggan now says that uh, Chief Craig is maybe the best police chief in America. And Wednesday was really the night that these marches started to become more of parades. They were always parades before eight o'clock, but this is when they just sort of became. Because the police chief was marching with the crowd on Wednesday. Me and Kevin were there, and we were like almost, at least I almost got roused into saying again, because he did such a good job and addressed all of my concerns. And I was like, the group might actually stick together this time. He is an inspired, he, he's, 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 a, he's a good speaker. Yeah. There's he's, a re- got the, he's got the, 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 the tools to be a, you know, a valuable leader and organizer, you know, who can inspire confidence. Like, 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 like that's what I'm saying. I was almost like, you know, maybe I should stay. Yeah. Uh, I felt like there, I was, there were a bunch of people. There's a guy who's, uh, who's seasoned. You know, he's he he just got out of jail. You know, he he just beat a charge basically. Yeah. And uh, one part that was inspiring yeah. to me that that led me led me to know, like feel it was definitely going in the right direction was his niece who he's started like co-organizing with him said we are done running we are done kneeling over and over and the crowd was rechanting this back with her like we are done running we are done kneeling perfect that sounds great. yeah it had some there was some te- teeth to it yeah. Pretty much exactly what should have been said. And to their credit, I mean, it's sad to see these things become parade and you start to wonder what the next step is of agitation if the cops are just now okay with them. But I think that you could say that... Start handing them flowers and they'll arrest you. Part of what made them back down is because they could see that there was greater organization going on. Like, it it wasn't discouraging people from showing up. It wasn't discouraging people from getting arrested. And all it was doing was creating a group of more hardened people that uh, were kind of on to them and learning from them mm-hmm. and developing counter tactics against them. And, like, you know, of course, we're never going to... The Detroit ones are never going to be, like, the Seattle one, or at least at this level, they're definitely not... We're not, like, going to fight the police and win. Uh, I, you know, that doesn't even really... Have, of course, we're just trying to do leverage to get concessions and shit, but... Uh, yeah, I mean that was the day that they changed their tactics. The, the cops changed their tactics, and it's worked because now there's no um, there's there's no space for the protest to uh, really agitate in a way that draws the cops out um, that can that will rile people up in a way that could create real friction. So now it's become not it's a pro, it's a parade, and now it's a dance party. You know, because yeah. we went again a few days later, and it was it, it, same thing. The crowd seemed a lot more, um, uh, more uh, diverse in that uh, more day trippers. I think people who were probably showing up for their first one, like with kids and dogs and stuff. There's always an element of that. Yeah, yeah there was there, that was there to, 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 you know from day one, but there was even more of it. I I, I observed, uh. and that night ended with an actual dance party, and that and after curfew, and then I mean, of course nothing happened, and it was. Yeah. We, we we left at that point, and they were gone by the time we circled around. The difference between Wednesday and a few days later. On Wednesday, I was leaving thinking that, like, oh, this is, like, escalating in a way that is good. And in, in that they're, the, they're, the moment is being seized, possibly. And it was sad to see it, have it feel kind of toothless on the dance party night. That was, yeah, like, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, like, I, like, on some level, I understand what, what, what was going on. I mean, that was the day that Tristan wasn't there. It was the, it was the B squad who was there, and younger people, and they, you know, these, you, you can't deny that with these protests that there's an element of people who have been locked up for months who are happy to be around people again 
and they're like, well, we've got all this energy and let's, you know, let's, let's let loose a little bit. Let's, I want to be around you and, and not be yelling for once about Black Lives Matter. Just let's just vibe, I guess. The, so. the, and also just the, the reality too, that like we, we rented, I think we probably talked about on this podcast before the reality of how capitalism, you know, having its uh, boot on your neck you don't have like enough time or space or just mental energy in your life to contribute to things like this, organizing, showing up to protests sure, and yeah. stuff. I mean, you, you technically can, you could work it in, but it's just the, the real, realistically, a lot of people are burnt out. You have out. to acknowledge the, the nature of humans. Like if you spend most of your day, you know, at work or, you know, at some shitty job you don't like at the end of the day, what are you going to want to do? You going to want to go home and play Fortnite for six hours? You're going to want to go do actual, yeah, the hard, potentially uh, unsatisfying work of community organizing. Like, it's a pretty easy choice for most people. Um, and maybe going to jail. And, and maybe going to work jail. The next day. Yeah, exactly. And then losing your job and then risking your entire life. Uh, and I, on, the, on the coronavirus thing, one thing that I was thinking about today too was, uh, if we do have this this. Uh, fall kind of receding of the virus and then in or um, the summer receding in the fall resurgence if politicians witnessing people uh having you know this is what happens when people when they don't have the fucking boot on their neck they have the time to actually begin to challenge authority and stuff whether there might be more of a resistance to closing even from like democratic politicians oh, I, I don't think even if there's a, re- a resurgence that will close again right just because they'll be like because we did it and we knew exactly how it went. Like we knew that people like people are willing to do this for so long. And then, I mean, we're recording this, you know, at a, a, a at the theater again. And in, in this, there's the town around us is a bar town, and it is happening right now. And the, the, this like I've I've been kind of struggling with this question a little bit ever since the protest started because like I have tried to be reasonably. You know, in quarantine, I've tried to be as good as possible, you know, in, uh, about not exposing myself to people who are at risk, you know, staying at home, large, you know, for, for most of my time. Uh, and then the protests started, and they're like, oh, of course, this is, you, you have to seize this moment. This is like, this happened th- during this time. There's the, the, the conditions of why it started are tied to coronavirus. So it's like, you can't. That, that, you can take a rain check yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's happening now because of coronavirus. And, you, yeah, you can't wait for coronavirus to be over because this energy will be gone. Uh, so, But at the same time, looking back now and seeing how it's petering out, although it hasn't – I mean, like, the it, thing is, it's petering out here, but it has done things elsewhere. Right. Yeah, that's uh, what I try to stay focused yeah. on when I get kind of disillusioned by but, the Detroit yeah, absolutely. ones. But still, uh, it's hard not to feel like uh, that this has just kind of, like – because the pe- the people in the protests are the are by and large the exact same people who would would have been the most resistant to going out again because they're the people who have you'd think empathy the kind of people who are civic minded the people who care about not well and fucking black people who are more likely to y- yeah yeah to get sick get especially fucked up yeah by it. and but but now that those that, like this there's been a thing that's even more righteous that came along that has allowed uh, them to tap into that energy, which overrides the other one. Um, and now it's just, I think, normalized going out for everybody. Because like, obviously the, the right-wing right sickos were already like ready to go out. But now everyone's... Do you think, yeah, yeah. Re- Do you think places are speeding up reopening uh, like partly in, in, like, due to this? The, it, the uprisings? I mean, it definitely broke the seal for a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't want to go out like you were just saying and also it is like hard to uh maintain the idea that these that that it's so dangerous even if it is well uh, that that, both of those things but also like to get people back to work so they don't have the time to organize oh oh and to get people back to going to the bars instead of going to fucking protests i mean yeah that would make sense i don't know if that actually is a factor like functionally like or consciously but honestly it hadn't occurred to me until just now i i I think it's i had i uh was seeing some friends the other day um practicing social distancing i'm sorry i'm sorry because you just don't try not to hit the the cord with your hand and try not to change hands with it because that mic is not as good as it should be so it i hear i, I want hear, you just give me a good mic i hear a little 
You could trade with, trade with Nick. Because I'm, I'm not trustworthy. Yeah. He doesn't trust me to do any of the things. <laughs> uh, when, when you just hold it in one hand and you don't, like, hit it in any way. Okay. It's good. I'll I'm try, sorry. I'll try to do it's, this. You shouldn't have to deal with, with this level of yes. a mic annoyance. But Shame on you. You, why did you. Why did you start the coronavirus pandemic and ruin the quality of our podcast? No, but I was uh, talking to a friend. Uh, well, no, I was with some friends. And one of these people, who's not really my friend, he's just a person I know, he's... um. He's a very uh, like um, business. He's he's like a business guy. He's he he's has a, a degree of success in local business in the area, and uh, he's the kind of guy who like doesn't wear a mask and uh, is very cynical about the protest. And he was just being like, "You just wait till Friday. Once the these bars are be open, everyone's gonna be gone." And when he said that, I was my my jean jerk was like, "Fuck you!" Like, right. because, but but at the same time, I I was like a part of me was like. You're probably right. Not everyone will be gone, but now that there are other things to do, a lot of that energy is going to be channeled elsewhere. Um, you know, and we're obviously getting a more cynical view of this because, like, this. I tried to, you know, on the last episode we recorded, I felt like I was being a little too cynical. I spent like some of the, you know, the ensuing days. That's why I kept going back because I was like, all right, even if I don't think that this maybe will work. It's important that there are bodies there because as yeah. long as this is happening, that means that people are thinking about it and talking about it and maybe new new connections can be formed and something can happen from it. Like, if it's not happening, then we're just going to go back to what we were before, which was nothing was happening. Uh, so, like, something is better than nothing. So I was trying to tell myself that, but this has kind of unfolded exactly the way I had thought it was going to around here. Um, and on top of that, I mean, I just got back from right. one today and speaking of it being possibly the start of something, there is the things that are good that are emerging from it is that the, the group or Tristan started a group, uh, called Detroit will breathe. And, uh, they, they, they have the intention of, of maintaining a presence in the street and continuing to agitate. We'll see what form, you know, that takes. It obviously can't just be this forever. And, uh, but he went, he met with the mayor today you know, old Mike Duggan, with a list of demands. Um, personally, I mean, just to, if I'm going to nitpick on my little podcast, uh, you know, I've, I don't think I'm going to, like, demoralize or divide the movement by nitpicking on my 200-listener podcast. So I, I, I will do that. They, I'll, let me read through them. Uh, there's, well, I can't even read through them all. That's kind of the problem. That's my, there's 11 of them, and that's just the 11 that they chose to present to Mike Duggan. There's 13 others. And I'm not trying to say that there's not that many things that are important, mm. but I think there is probably something to really making clear, concise demands. Right. Like the eight can't wait. Yeah, that's exactly like what it should I'm rhyme. About. It should rhyme and it should be single digit. I'll, I'll just read like the first few of these because they are good. Uh, defund and demilitarize the police. Number two, end Project Greenlight and facial recognition, which Project Greenlight, did we talk about that in the last episode? Not on that, not on that episode, that, I don't think. That is uh, the um, project or when Detroit... It's a, it's a program in Detroit where businesses can have cameras installed on their business that ha give a direct feed to the police, and then they get like a flashing, a blinking green light on yeah, the top ominous. of the business. <laughs> well, and it's supposed to be like... Well, the way they sell it to people is... You know you're safe. When you're you probably not going to get robbed in this liquor store parking lot because people can see the green light and they can see that mm -hmm. and the I, cops are going to fucking Project Greenlight doesn't. It, that's not about Gatsby sitting at the end of his dock, imagining <laughs> the life that he could have had. It's actually it's not Ben Affleck and Matt Damon started it in Detroit. <laughs> it's actually it is fucked up. They should just turn that light off. That's what we're advocating for for Gatsby. <laughs> just you know it would save him a lot of mental anguish yes yes he, he might still be with us mm -hmm. um but oh what's three uh three is drop all charges and citations received by protesters um well yeah i mean that's just uh do not carry out eviction orders is number four number five drop the uneven citations received by detroiters during the stay-at-home order I feel like that's a little non-specific. I don't know. Like it is good stuff. That's what I mean. Is that you can you can go through all these things, and it's not like you could think one of these is a bad demand, but it just starts to get a little like granular or whatever. It's. I, I mean, I appreciate that it's uh, focused on more than just the police issue. That is what is good, and that the thing I went to today when when Tristan talked about this meeting with Mike Duggan, um, the the speakers before him 
they really tied it into, there was a lot of people talking about the next front is like evictions. They were going through all of the people forced out of their homes due to like property taxes being hiked due to all the gentrification. Mm. Uh, how th- there's people that still don't have water. And, and, and also... Uh, they, That's a they, huge issue in Detroit, the water yeah. thing. They called out Dan Gilbert by name multiple times. They were like, who do the police work for? They were like the Illiches and Dan Gilbert. And yeah, people pro- really... property owner, the big property yeah. owners. And that got one of the biggest cheers. What we've begun here, we need to continue. Because we don't win until we defeat injustice. We're not going to win justice unless we defeat injustice. And that means we got to defeat the police. We got to defeat Duggan. We got to defeat the government, and we got to take on the courts and the landlords. The whole mess of them. Yeah. And standing behind that whole bunch, and don't get confused about this, because who the cops serve and who Duggan serves is Dan Gilbert and the Illich family and the Ford family. That's where the damn money is, and that's the money that we need. Three hundred thirty-one million for the cops. To hell with that. We need that money for our kids and their schools. Five hundred seventy-five million dollars to build their damn fiasco of a county jail. We need that money for housing and for food. We're gonna actually challenge authority. Let's challenge the actual authority. Well, I mean, whose city is it, right? Is it the mm. People's City or is it Dan Gilbert's? Whose streets? Right? Or is it like a, a little <laughs> Gilbert Streets fucking monopoly board for mil- for billionaires? Yeah, like I I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. The one time when I was working for this coffee company, um, I ended up at the the t- like. A meet, like a weird Dan Gilbert meeting thing. Okay. And we were at the top of one of the Gilbert, like his company's called like Bedrock. We were at the top of one of the buildings and, and he had this like model of the city, this 3D model of Detroit where of literally all the buildings that he owns were orange. Of course. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very RoboCop to me. That is, that is exactly what I just thought of. <laughs> when he the boardroom and RoboCop? immediately thought of RoboCop. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's Detroit, man. It's. I mean, I, I was. It's very sad that. It, I mean, RoboCop is one of the greatest works of American satire ever. Uh, it is. It's. It's the best movie uh, that is as a Detroit connection. It does suck a little bit that Detroit's most iconic figure is a cop, even if he is. Uh, He's a good cop. Kind of. <laughs> Not really. He's, a he's not cop. a good cop. Not but really. he, wait, wait. What's the RoboCop story? Isn't he like got? He gets a. He's a cop who's killed by in a gang in a gang. Well, yeah. The tech. thing with RoboCop is like the satire works as far as like the corporation, o, uh, OCP, and all the f- ghouls in charge of everything. But like the criminals are like hyper hyper violent. Like, sure. Yeah. Caricatures. Real like. It doesn't go after police in general it's just it's more about how the militarization of police is and privatization of police is right, bad right. which you know that was definitely presaging our current moment in right. that you know in the late right. 80s uh but i mean of course you know it also is trafficking in some very uh, annoying anti-detroit or like uh, detroit stereotypes yeah. yeah there are still people that fucking like i remember like going through the the detroit just searching latest to Detroit on Twitter during the protests at night, just trying to find, you know, videos and stuff of what's going on. And the comment, you kept seeing the joke of like seeing violent stuff happening or whatever, like the police gassing people and everyone's like, this is every night in Detroit. That's just a, that's just a normal night. It's like you fucking idiots. That's just it's, like that's not like that's just not true. It's like a little Disneyland downtown. I, I mean, it's a gentrified fucking bubble. I saw an awful like this. This this one irked me. This was like right when the Minneapolis stuff started. Um, it was clearly some seventeen-year-old who was replying to some tweet about the the the, the, the up, uprising in Minneapolis, and it was like, "It's a real shame what's happening in Minneapolis because just take a look at Detroit after they rioted in the late '60s." They became a ghost town. It's dead. And it's like, bitch, first of all, you're seven, you have an anime avatar and you were 17 years old and you have probably like live in Omaha. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like Reddit memes. It's 100% just like stupid Reddit memes. Yeah, but it all, that's just like one of the like, that's like one of the sick, like the most, I remember, this is a tangent a little bit, but I remember watching The Daily Show and I would keep a running counter in my head of every time uh, that motherfucker would make a joke about how Fallujah looks looks bad, pretty bad, but it's not worse than Detroit, am I right? 
made many jokes like that. I always hated those jokes. Um, every late night talk show yeah. dropped Detroit jokes yeah. for years. The, now it's Chicago gets those jokes instead because Chicago is right. the war zone. But, uh, you know, but, but it's so annoying. And that's the, like the idea that after you've had a, a riot, after you've had the uprising, you are now a husk. You know, like, oh, Minneapolis better watch out. Well, They're going to be Detroit. Are, yeah, years. you don't want all the white people to move out. Yeah. And we were almost lost Detroit. It's a very Seattle thing to do to be a little co-op out of a police station. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I was, I texted Dustin, I was like, I hate that, like, these dorky cities like Seattle and Minneapolis are being way more badass than we are right now. The, the, Seattle, yeah, they are dorky in one level, all the Czech bros and stuff, but they have they also... extremely repressive police force in Seattle, though, as well, yeah. so... And they have anarchists, or just groups, that have been doing shit, uh, like, blockading ports for, like, years. Well, yeah, I mean, Seattle has, like, a, a history of, like, of, like actual cool political stuff going on yeah but, like, but in recent years seattle has become a hellhole from i mean that i of of tech uh, of, of you know tech giants just pushing everyone out and mm-hmm. i remember growing up it was a city that i uh idolized a city i always wanted to live in and now i'm like no no thank you mm-hmm. it is a beautiful city yeah not bad i'd still like to go but i know that it's the most um at least on a like a list i saw not that long ago it's like the most it's well, it's it's not the most expensive by like actual dollar number, but it's the it's just um, the rate is going up the highest in Seattle. So anywhere any city where there's a bunch of tech like San Francisco, Seattle, I'm sure Portland is you know in there in the mix too. But yeah, just uh, also just to circle back to the um, well, what the, we really originally were talking about? No, the the. The meeting that about oh yeah, yeah. that I just came back from where he was right. talking about right. the meeting with the mayor and he was just, this I keep waiting to be and this is I think why he is becoming the leader and some people resent that that are I'll I'll get to that later but oh, um fuck all right there I, there is a fuck up fucking blow up at this thing and it is it was bad oh no it was really bad um but there's a reason it's not like he fucking is clumbered his way in and that's not a word but. Uh, and, and was like, I'm the leader. It's because he's the best at speaking. He's the best at articulating these things. And, and also you get, you feel confidence in him when you hear him describe his meeting with the mayor and pretty, uh, accurately like describe the, the, the way that the mayor would try to deflect him, would try to steer the conversation into a cul-de-sac, would just try to say, oh, well, we can put you on a committee or say like, oh, we got a committee for that. If I get a call from the deputy mayor... I'm going to be insistent that whatever actual conversation we have has to happen in public. And if it's a public committee, yeah. it's a public committee. But I, I, for one, don't want to go to the mayor's office again. That was just not, that was not it. He's conscious of these things. He's conscious of being absorbed into the blob itself. Right. Uh, he's conscious that he is not the leader, that he's not, it's not like, oh, I'm like this hero movement, that I'm just like a guy. No, he's just a person who can articulate like what we need. And that the and, crowd likes, people like him. And he's just a spokesperson. Yeah, it's kind of like a, like a, like, I realize there's like skepticism of leadership in general with these kinds of things. You know, there's lot, there's lots of, can't you know trains of thought on the, on the issue, but like on some of it's inevitable that there has to be someone at, at this stage, you know, of, of, of forming a, a coalition that there has to be someone who's going to be the, 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 the focal point who's going to well, someone or ones. Yes. There have to be, there have to be people right. who are going to be taking, uh, you know, leading the church. Otherwise it, this, these would just be protests that are just going to keep going nowhere. Yeah. He's going around in circles, you know, chanting black lives matter because the the thing that they tried to do is like oh let's talk about these demands one by one and they were like oh because you know duggan is the master of this this is what politicians do but duggan in particular because he's let me tell you like he's actually good at what he does and he'll be like okay i see this issue we have a committee on this issue and would you want to be a part of this committee and let's have this committee discussion and you know because i want to he said he said him because he oh i should say he explained why he hasn't graced us with his presence yet. Um, and that was because he wants to enter into the conversation once it's like super, super clear about what the conversation is. Uh, I informed him that democracy uh, was sometimes a messy thing and that he gets paid to deal with that. And so, uh, and a lot by the way. Uh, so he kind of just got to figure that out. But he was like, oh yeah, like let's, 
let's let's have you talk to my deputy mayor and we're gonna you know let's 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 the, so the follow-up conversation you know let's have like three or five people and you know we talked about homelessness right how dpd can have a better response to people who are homeless and he's like we got a committee for that already and we're like Yes, we know, because some of those people in the committee contacted us uh, because your committee is still a committee um, and it really hasn't produced results, right? It was also good to hear him talking about how he didn't like the private meeting. You know, he, they, they, they wanted to meet private. Duggan refuses to meet in public right now because he like and told Tristan. Oh, Tristan wanted this to happen in front of everyone. Yeah. And which, which, which I think that kind of uh, commitment to... Uh, uh, transparency shows that that's not a, a leader who wants to, you know, I want to get behind closed doors and we can hash this out ourselves and I can get myself yeah. a slice or something. A slice, yeah. This I is, I, I want us all to participate in the way that we do that. Right. Is you can and see I want the, you to see the what's going on happen. and give me, give feedback or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and one background on Tristan too, is that this guy, this is a guy that I recognize from, he worked at a bakery downtown called Avalon Bakery, which is like not a big chain. They've had a lot of success, but it's like a working class job. Like, you know, you're back there, you're baking bread and shit. And, and he, he, I've, saw, I've seen him work there for years. And one time he also gave me a bunch of free shit as they were closing. So that's why I trust him. It's a comrade. Uh, but yeah, he literally gave me bread. Uh, but I, I apparently have been Facebook friends with this guy for like <laughs> fucking eight years or something. Yeah, he's not like some weird guy with like some like cushy job or like PR or marketing job or an advertising job. He's or not whatever. a climber. He, yeah, he's not. He's a guy who like has been doing a working class job in the city for years. And he's had good decades. politics for years. I can attest to that. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, at the, he like consciously referenced at the thing that me and Kevin were at, where we almost got, uh, you know, goaded into staying. Maybe goaded isn't the right word. That sounds pejorative, but, you know, Encouraged. inspired yes, <laughs> into, yes. into staying. Uh, he consciously referenced MLK, said we should all like read this book if we want to, like know more about where he's coming from, and said like they were out there for a year. And, and just to be like, you know, you're, he's, he's saying the right stuff. Yeah. I mean, he really stressed that this is, you know, uh, to bar. Not gonna, not gonna. Well, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, right? we're building a cathedral. Yes. To to borrow a, a metaphor that I really liked from a podcaster who will not be named. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the thing. You gotta insp- you gotta remind us all that we're working for things that may not be accomplished in our lifetime that may take a lifetime of I mean, work. They better be. There's no. There's well, no I mean, future. <laughs> police reform better be accomplished in our, or not reform. Uh, getting rid of these motherfuckers. We want to see that in our lifetime, but no. you if to engage in any kind of action, you have to accept that it might not happen. It's I mean it's you have to accept certainly that it's probably not going to happen right away, and that it's going to require commitment, a, a, a lasting commitment, and that's what he was trying to encourage us. And that was very that was that shows it was someone who is thinking with vision and who's really sat with these ideas mm-hmm. and thought about them and knows you know. Uh, what it's going to take, and uh, yeah, he's 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 a he's a he's a he's an inspiring speaker, and his nieces too. And that our power comes from our ability to maintain our presence in these streets. And so often, what happens is people get so excited about meeting with the mayor, and then having follow-up meetings with the mayor and the deputy mayor, that they all of a sudden think that they can be the bearer of all the power that the movement has. But that's not how that works. Because to the extent that the movement can't be there to speak on its own, is weakened, right? Because an individual can only do so much. That's just the truth. And so I think that what is going to be really important is making sure that, again, any conversations that go forward like happen as part of the movement. Huh, hi. Um, this is your favorite part of the podcast. Everyone's favorite part where I come in with a phone memo recorded in my bathroom to interrupt the flow of things. So uh, this is, I'm make, making this, this is replacing a clip where we kind of go into deep and more into the weeds about these activists that are upset and airing their grievances. And I mean, basically there's like, a weird kind of power struggle thing going on. They they were worried about the credit they were receiving, but I don't want to reduce it to just that. I don't know. It wasn't... My whole point is I don't want to just be airing the dirty laundry um, to make this short. Um, hello, everybody. 
I just wanted to take a minute to say that I'm not affiliated with any group or organization. I don't know any of these people, um, but I think it's a beautiful thing that we're all here together fighting for justice, fighting for what's right. And that's why I'm here. That's why I brought my, my daughter here, because I have a son, I have a brother, and we've all dealt with injustice. And so I'm here to support, and to think, I do think it's a beautiful thing that we're all out here together, different races and cultures and creeds. And I just, I feel kind of taken aback by the arguing that I'm seeing out here, especially in front of the cameras. And I hope that those of us that are here will continue to fight. And it, to me, it doesn't matter who the leader is. I don't care who the leader is. We're out here, we're out here for a cause. It doesn't have nothing to do with who is the leader, who's getting credit. I don't care about that. I don't know you people, but I'm here because we need justice. And we have to make our voices heard. Standing out here arguing is counterproductive and it's not doing anything but making a show for the cameras. We don't need that. We need to band together and talk about what we're really here for. You said they were organizers for Detroit Hydrate? Yeah. Uh, so they've been they've been doing stuff for a while. Yeah, they they were in. I don't know their actual history, but I'm I'm willing to believe. I could see being resentful, stuff. but you gotta like keep your head about you, right? Yeah, exactly. I could see being resentful if yes, you, totally. Like that's a natural human response to some of this shit, right? Like, but if you really care about these things too, I see like see the momentum and hope that. Well, I don't. Yeah, would you, you be excited? So full salary, okay? Like right. this, someone else has has captured the hearts and minds here. Better than you did. And if you care about these Give issues... Give them support if they've got yeah, momentum, if right? If you yes. actually care about the issues and you see that people are responding to this guy, you fucking go with it. Yeah. And and talk to him and see if you can't shape his ideas if you think... Or, like, you know, yeah. contribute... In private. You have to come right. and present a united front to the media because the media is not your friend. Right. Not right now. Right. Yeah. Any well, any fuck. Any chance of a splinter... Damn, I'm don't glad you had some shit to talk about I, today because I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope. All I had was the cop I, playing I, basketball. I really hope our our, uh, our our Ukrainian listeners enjoyed that uh, uh, D- Detroit Detroit hour of hyper specific <laughs> Detroit activist talk. Well, I, this is the podcast. I, what other podcasts are you gonna find out? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I mean it's specific, but it's also. Yeah, now we gotta do it, we, we gotta do a little bit about like farting or something. This is the Detroit. That's new, what the people is, want. This is where you can I find out. Said you pooped your pants. What do you want? What? I already said you shit yourself. What? What? You your Biden moment. You shit your pants and fell asleep. Oh yeah, I didn't, listeners. I didn't shit myself, but if I did, I would not have any. I would tell you. I would let you know. I didn't hear. I actually hear anything. I'll tell you. I actually, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll tell the audience. The last time I shit myself was about f- four years ago. Oh, man. It was about four years ago. I think I got you beat. Yeah. Oh, I, wait. No, no. As in you did it. No, no. Me. I shit myself when we were at the fucking DIA watching that movie, remember? Did you really? Yeah, I told you. I forgot that. We were watching a fucking seven and a half hour movie at the DIA. Bunderchuk's And I thought piece. I was out smoking a cigarette and I was hungover and I thought I could let this fart go. And it wasn't like I shit, you know, like I didn't like drop one. It was like I, it was like my asshole sneezed into my underwear, you know. Uh. <laughs> and then I had to like go to the fucking bathroom and like clean my underwear. It was awful. And then I, and then it, that was like hour two I or three. I can't and then I was just sitting in my doo doo ass underwear for like five more hours watching this fucking movie. And I had no idea. I was too enwrapped. Well, film. I didn't tell you. Not, I was worried, like, kind of the whole time that you, like, do I smell like shit? I mean, it was like, seriously, it was like, I mean, it helps. Little, it was like a little snot in my underwear. It wasn't like, you know. It helps that I don't, super, I don't have a very strong super, super sense gross. of smell. It's those tiny nostrils. Yeah. I have a, I have a pug nose. I hate it. I wish I had a, like a hawk nose. A strong like Roman nose like Dustin. <laughs> Dustin has a Gallic nose, and I, I, I want it so bad. He looks bad. like a, like a Michael, Michelangelo. I used to hate my nose as a teenager Profiles so much that I tried to like, I had this theory in my head that I could warp my bone structure if I, because they were still growing. Yeah. If I pushed on it every day really hard in the right way <sighs> that, that I wanted awful. it to grow. Yeah, it wasn't really, I don't uh, recommend it. If there's any teens in the audience that don't like their nose, <laughs> just let's accept it. Accept yourself or yeah. get a nose job later. I just have, no, I like my nose now, uh, but I, it, I, because it is so like, like, 
long and like prominent, I have like such a fear of it being broken just because it would just be like fucking hanging from a thread. Just, oh. you know, just, <laughs> just shatter. Gross. Maya, what are your thoughts on <laughs> Dustin's nose? Oh, where's Maya? Well, also, let's get, Jordan, off, get, let's get the person off mic. Okay, here we go. I, I don't know. It doesn't look bad. It, it, your nose wasn't the noticeable thing when I joined a band with you. That wasn't the. I thought you were about to say like, that's not the most fucked up thing about you by a mile. That, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's your, it's your no, long so you ass won't move teeth. your fucking hair out of your fucking face. <laughs> It's out of your face today, to be honest, to be fair. I got that middle part going on. Well, because he, he's seeing. He needs, to, he needs to move it out of his I face so he can use now. his third eye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing enough of these protests. I see, I see clearly. I see through all the psyops. I see through all the wreckers. He can see, see the in the words of Pete pros. Townsend and Roger Daltrey for miles. <laughs> and miles. And miles. Teenage Wasteland. Uh, you know, another thing, too. Just on the topic of, of these things being co-opted, because... You know, we talked about the the Detroit marches, sort of like they, at one point they were like linking arms with the cops and stuff. And it's like well, we can't lose sight of the fact that we have we had demands, and the cops like to kind of move, see if they can move the goalpost to the demand just being that we be friends with the cops. Right. Like, oh, we did you? Don't worry, we'll be better. Yeah, we have a list of demands. The we'll demands be are to do the cupid shuffle with the officers, to play basketball, and to uh, you know, I don't know, sing a fucking song. I don't. What all these people? Uh, but. Um, and, and where's this? Yeah. In DC. So they wrote black lives matter, you know, in big, the, the mayor of DC had yes. some, a crew go out and fucking paint black lives matter on the street as if that Opp- opposite, uh, the white house. Yeah. As if that materially means anything. Well, I mean, the funny thing <laughs> is, is, is how it well, is. The pro- it, you saw the protesters added, right? That's what I was going to say. I, when I saw, like, when <laughs> they I added to that it. was a good, when they, when you add defund the police to it, that's yeah. exactly the type of energy we need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't allow them to come up with. Don't let, let them co-opt the fucking movement. Yeah. Well, they've been, I mean, it's, they've really been trying really hard. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you could see how much the window has shifted since, Ferguson. It's be- wild. Because, you know, I, you drive around here and I, I'm like seeing like elementary schools that have their marquees or, you know, the, the signs outside that say Black Lives Matter. Sure. Right. You got you, you, Jeff Bezos is Jeff like Bezos getting is getting pissed off at his employee that said all lives matter. Yeah. Like <laughs> at least publicly pissed like off. Like Black now. Lives is, Matter is now. I, I, I was just telling this to you uh, y- yesterday. There's no better uh, encapsulation, I think, of. Where uh, of the last few years of, of of thought on this issue, then literally, you know, two years ago, uh, three years ago, Colin Kaepernick was fucking booed out of the goddamn NFL because he was taking a knee to protest right. police brutality, uh, and, there, it, and it caused an ent- a huge scandal uh, in, in in the sports world, um, and the you know, a couple years later, this starts right. Uh, and now you got Roger Goodell, the uh, commissioner of the NFL, admitting, uh, uh, you know what? Actually, you guys taking a knee was okay. Anything for you guys to stop actually doing anything real. Right. Yeah, they, they go back to your purely that. symbolic protests. Right. Please don't actually do anything right. that scares me. Well, I mean, and we're doing that's it. the thing. That's why we have to keep obviously keep this momentum going. But like. You 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 fucked around and you're gonna fucking find out. Like, and you know, I'm have we? I'm losing track of what we have and haven't talked about. But in Minneapolis, how they actually the city council has moved with a veto-proof majority to dismantle the police. Yeah, and I I'm, mean, we'll we'll see what that we'll, like. That's we'll see what that, that looks sounds like. Cool, but I don't know. I mean, I was listening to um uh Keith Ellison's uh, son. He's a member of the uh, the council in Minneapolis and. He was talking about what that, uh, what that, what that means, yeah. really. And he's talking about, well, we're gonna take the next year to talk to the community about what they want. We're gonna have a lot of committees, maybe. Right, and, the, of- and so I, I believe that means, yeah, they're gonna have a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. We're always having a lot of conversations. What you could do right now is you could have a vote today. While we're while we're figuring that out, we're gonna take away all your all the cops' guns. Yeah, take we'll, all your toys away. Yeah, least. we'll do that, that now. Would be so because hard, that the, <laughs> that would be why that because I mean a, a, a growing like a, a boss fight that's that's like a, clearly uh, manifested itself over the last week are police unions. Yeah, like they're they're the real like obstacle towards uh, police getting rid of the police. 
um, or drastically changing their, or, uh, reducing their size or changing their function. But uh, and Kevin, you and I, after uh, the one that we attended on, that kind of turned into a dance yeah, party Saturday. when we when we were talking about um, the idea of dismantling and abolishing the police or whatever, that like there's everyone has seen this online of people being like, oh, imagine not knowing what abolish the police means. Like read a book where it's if that's the the messaging isn't good, and it's kind of would help to admit that maybe that yeah, I mean it sh- you got you the, it should be like abolish is obviously. Like it, it's cool. I like the idea of yeah, abolish the police because cool I, yeah, like I, us. Because one, because I am ready to live in a world where there are literally no police or anything even like them. I've said that all. I say that all the time. Um, but I know most people realistically aren't. Although my favorite bit is hearing people like Tucker Carson and others being like, "Well, if you got rid of the cops, who's going to investigate the rapes?" Uh, no one's investigating uh, him now, Tucker. No one gives a shit yeah. about rape in this country. Look how many untested rape kits there are in every major city. Detroit yeah. alone yeah. has fucking thousands. Yeah. So, um, but... Uh, also, the police, people might not even... When they hear abolish the police or even dismantle the police, they reflexively oppose it, or at least or a lot of people. Or whatever. Yeah. But, they but don't know what that's supposed to look like. I personally like the idea of, of, of defund, disarm, and replace, because you're replacing it with a new institution that is hopefully comprised of social workers, people who are trained to do things that, uh, uh, that, uh, that cops just aren't trained to do. Because yeah. cops do... We, we rely on cops to just be like, all right, you're a Swiss Army knife. Obviously, you're protecting the buildings. But also, like, uh, Brianna Taylor was killed for a wellness check. Yeah. Or not, not Brianna Taylor. It was someone else. No, Sorry. no, that she was, was a no She was killed in her home. That's the thing. There's so many. In, there's uh, been a million. There's been a million of them. had their door kicked in for right. a wellness but check. But there was someone who recently uh, who was killed in a wellness check. Uh, and it's like, why is a cop? Doing a wellness check. Yeah, I mean, I've just come with a gun to do a wellness check, <laughs> real yeah. quick. Really? I'm gonna point a gun at you and ask if you're okay. Do you feel? Yeah. Right. We got a situation here. Let's throw a gun in it and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, it's like no, they're, 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 these are not these are people who are not trained. I, they would even admit we're like we're not social workers. You know, we're cops. And it's like, well, maybe a cop shouldn't be responding to fucking everything. Right. And uh, that was something that Tristan was talking about too, where the the you know when you have a hammer. Everything looks like a nail when all you have is a hammer, and that the, the, the fundamental problem is that you guys only know how to understand. And he said that he said this to the mayor, is that the yeah. police only understand how to use force. It, it is an institution to use force to solve problems. Because right. they were talking specifically about the, uh, the military vehicles uh, and, you know, the tanks, as a lot of people like to call them. And then pedants are like, they're not actually tanks. And... They were saying his response to that was like, "Oh, well, we use those. Uh, the what would you, you know, we got to use those for like when someone's barricaded a house or we're having like a shootout in a house." And 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 his response was, "Well, why were they at the fucking protest then?" Yeah, no, we got to use them because they gave us the money for them, and if we don't use them, then we can't pretend that we need all this money for bullshit. And also, maybe the best such thing to do at a in a situation that you think you need to surround a house with fucking tanks, possibly. There's other ways to handle that than just you. They, like I don't. It's just yeah. Maybe um, don't get in a shootout. How about that? <laughs> well, just maybe, well. Remember that fucking shootout on the highway where the cops like shot that UPS or the guy that sold the UPS truck and and just started a shootout on the highway where they were hiding behind. Well, and they killed the cars. UPS driver. Yeah, and and they they were just oh that's a great let's have an open firefight in a in a setting where we're surrounded by people trapped in their cars. Right. Wouldn't any scenario, no matter what this guy is stealing right now, be to just let him go rather than start shooting bullets everywhere? Yeah, I mean, and just uh, the, 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 the culture of police is just so deeply toxic, ingrained in the bones. Like, you know, the, the, the old guy in, in Buffalo, the actor who got pushed around, right, the, uh, by the police, and uh, yeah, th- th- those cops... Guy were I think were uh, charged with um, some kind of recklessness, right? And uh, the entire like uh, emergency team of the in the Buffalo Police Force resigned in solidarity because these two cops were uh, <laughs> got a slap on the got wrist. A, got a slap for on the wrist. Fucking this old man for, for yeah. obviously assaulting an elderly man. That's that's the culture that they have. It is like you you act like these protesters are fucking hive minded. Like these cops are like zero yeah, sum. Yeah, but that that guy was Antifa. So. Well, did you not hear? Also, they found a tube of of blood with a fake blood sack coming up through his T-shirt and coming Damn. out of his mask, and Damn. and all. It, it's just you know, it's all. It's there was a lady on fucking Twitter 
that was that was arguing that point. And it's funny to me that in her world, like the Buffalo police themselves are Antifa as well. Because no one was contesting that the man was injured and had to go well, to the hospital. that's the best part. Because <laughs> like, let's say the, the Buffalo police are Antifa. And if we don't like Antifa, then you don't like the police. So the police got to go. Sorry. The police have to go because they've been infiltrated by Antifa. We should tell, them all, we should tell everyone that the police are Antifa. The, the Antifa go. rot in the institution of our police is so deep, we have to just abolish the institution entirely. Yeah, it's got to go. Sorry. Um, it's just... There's... I know this is a bit, but I don't like it. <laughs> I know you love Antifa, but... Uh, they're good. I mean, they're 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 not like a you know, they're cool. They're there cool. there are people who. But if li- it means if throwing them under the bus to get rid of the cops, I'm doing an RP. <laughs> there are people that genuinely believe that Antifa are like control of the Washington Post. That they instead of Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world who owns it, Antifa is actually pulling the strings. Yeah. So well, it is. It is sad those that in order fucking idiots. Then the punches came from every direction, and all I saw were fists and people dressed in black, people wearing masks. Um, I remember trying to block my face and they just kept hitting the back of my head and the top of my head when I thought it was over. Then next came this hailstorm of milkshakes, eggs, and other hard objects. Did you guys see too that um, there's like an Intercept article about how there is... Uh, there was a Pentagon, Pentagon war game scenario in which members of Generation Z, driven by malaise and discontent, launch a Z-bellion in America in the mid-2020s. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, up. I saw something about that. <laughs> the, is the Pentagon calling it a Z-bellion? Yeah, yeah, they are. That's a, that part is in quotes. A Z-bellion. This is, this is the Z-bellion, folks. I just love how they also uh, characterize it as driven by malaise and discontent. They're just like, we're just so, God, we're just so bored. Want to overthrow the government? <laughs> it's like we're just all stoners you, we like you, got bored with we we tried every flavor of doritos and they're just not making them fast enough it's awesome how much it, it, it's just boomers hate young people like the in a, in a real way they just have such a yeah. look older it, people hate young people and they just keep getting uh, born that's what i mean young people, boomers like specifically really you hate fucking i hate everybody yeah but you hate the generation below the I, hate, I also hate the generation you. above. I hate all okay, of us. Okay. We all, all know right. general, generational. All right, you hate your own uh, generational. I hate, I hate my generation more than any other generation. I'll tell you that. Okay. Generational you shit is a spook. Everybody. We all I know this. Everybody. I just mean like, uh, like it's just like, just ev- everyone, all your grandparents fucking hate you. They really do deep. Like, I'm, 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 I, like they love you individually, but they hate your friends. Like they fucking hate your friends. <laughs> And that's so like, you don't hate them. That's your grab pop pop. That's that's Joe. Pop pop. That's pop pop. That's the Nana. Guys, what? I got I, another... I'm so glad I didn't have any of those like fucking goofy names for my grandparents. I like respect everyone for their little like Nona and pop yeah, pop. I mean, and most all of those names bullshit. coming from I like, never had any of that garbage. Come from like immigrant. That's usually immigrants. Well, I guess my grandparents were immigrants, so. I just heard of one on a podcast that I was listening to on the way just over here. White, Lily White fucking Nick over here. <laughs> they said Mumsy. I'm so glad I don't have any of that immigrant horse shit in my fucking family. This, this is pure blood Aryan. Uh, oh, he came God. over on the Mayflower. Yeah, that's not a, I didn't come across all that great right if there. Your gram, if your grandparents <laughs> asked you, if your grandma asked you to call her Mumsy, would you do it? No. Well, yeah. first of all, my grandparents are fucking dead in the ground, so. R.I.P. So especially now, you wouldn't even now, even if she came back to you well, in the night as, like a, the as a spirit. Christmas past like, or something. Call me Mumsy, Nick. Nick. In an, with an accent? Nick. <laughs> this is like Nick. a ghost from Harry Potter. Call me Mumsy. She like comes to me as like. Please, Nick. Your only hope. Fucking Rowena Ravenclaw shows up. It's my grandma. Her head is uh, like I, she's nearly headless, mumsy. Yeah, nearly headless, mumsy. Yeah. I was going for the the little girl at the beginning of Never Ending Story, but she's like Bastion. Oh God, <laughs> it's so creepy. Um, Bastion, you have to give me a name. But I I, I had another uh, little little story I forgot to tell from when I was arrested. Just uh, this is just a sad little story. This when they to, searched your butt. For you. <laughs> Sad little tale. Let me. T- um, no, one of the guys um, that I was in the in the van with when we were being carted to the detention center, he 
was like telling me, he was like, I have, man, I don't have my fucking keys. And he told me about the story in which he was at the protest, got back, made it back to his apartment and then realized he didn't have his keys, had went back to the area we were at to search the lawn for his keys and got arrested before he could find them. And so he was in this that sucks. van to being carted off to the detention center, knowing that it is actually illegal for him to even try to find his keys again to go back to the spot because it was curfew time. And goddamn, did my heart go out to that guy. Just shout out to that guy. I think his name was Brian, if I remember remembering. That sucks. Uh, God bless you, Brian. I hope you found your keys. Kevin, and, Kevin locked himself out of his apartment the other night. Oh, my God, yes. For the Tell first, us this first story. time in my life. It's we, not, I mean, it's not that good of a story. It, well, it's just funny to me that I... Okay, so... We were we me Nick and Kevin had a nice old hangout for like one of the first times that we've really hung out. That since wasn't pod related. Shit. Uh, yeah, that wasn't pod related. We were just hanging out, drinking, wasn't talking business. Harry Potter as we do. Yeah. And yeah, we talked about Harry Potter for like two hours. And then the <laughs> and then the next night or the next morning, Nick really te- tell, really telling on myself on this episode. <laughs> yeah, Nick texts and like that was fun last night. And Kevin's like, I slept outside. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even sleep. Like, cause I got, it was like three, it was like, I got home at like 4 a.m. basically. It was like 3, 3.30, And I was like, well, my, my dog, he's been home alone for a while. I should take him out real quick. And, uh, I took him out, uh, but he wanted to go, he, he, he was he tugging at that leash and he tugged a little too hard and, uh, the door closed behind me and I, I was so tired that I didn't have my keys with me. Um, I'm usually not awake at 3.30 in the morning, so usually I have the, the blood's flowing so that I remember to have my keys. And Eventually, my, you committed a felony to get back in. I did. Yeah, I sat outside. You incited a riot. Th- yes, uh, it was it was uh, um, reduced to uh, break uh, to uh, misdemeanor breaking and entering. Uh, no, I, I sat outside for like four hours, just like waiting for someone, like praying that one of my neighbors was like a nurse who had to go to an early morning shift. But this is Sunday. The office is closed. My Dump has no emergency maintenance guy, so I knew that no one was gonna be, no one's gonna be opening that door anytime soon. Only three people live in my building anyway. So you didn't actually end up lay, laying down and sleeping. Oh, I laid on I laid on the grass. You know, was, uh, I you put Barney's leash around my star, leg so that if he tried to go anywhere, he would wake me up. A little stargazing. Yeah, I just sat there. I mean, it was, this is the one night it was actually cold recently. Uh, I was wearing a short and t- short and t-shirts, uh, but th- yeah, the the unit. You had phone battery. I would have brought you a blanket. My phone was dead. It was and, a perfect storm. Yeah, it my phone like. was dead, and I didn't oh, have my wait, car keys. You could have just come to my house by walking. Oh, because you didn't have your car keys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. So then, finally, I remembered. Oh, the unit below mine was burning a fire around Christmas time, and I know it's empty. Uh, so I was like maybe i can get in through the window but they're boarded up so i was like hopefully the contractors did a shitty job boarding these windows up and they sure did i was able to remove (laughs) it and climb in but the thing is the window is too high so i was like how am i going to get in this is conveniently this is a weird plot detail that i didn't tell you on my porch there has been a box full of adult diapers that's been sitting there for like two weeks i don't know whose they are or why they're there wait what you i didn't hear this part did you strap one on what? No, no, no. I was because the window was too high up for me to climb in. And I was like, I needed some kind of. Yeah. Oh, step. so you climbed up on a box of fucking adult diapers? Yes. To get in? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> to climb in, to get into the, in the building. It just collapses under you and you emerge with one of them on. <laughs> <laughs> but then once I was in the unit, I was like, fuck, what if they padlocked the door to get out of this burned down apartment? Because they don't want people going in and out of here, obviously. And then I got to the door and there was a padlock. They. Just being oafs that they are, did not lock it. Uh, so I was able to get back in and let my dog in. And uh, well, it's, I, I, the story was uh, the the funniest image to me was when I didn't know all the details of how like you actually. I just thought it was funny at first. It, I, I like the idea of that you did have recourse. Like you could have called someone, you could have driven somewhere, but you just just accepted it and just silently laid down. In the I will wall, tell in the you, yard. <laughs> even if I had my car keys and if my phone were alive, I would have done exactly what I did. <laughs> And that's, that's what I so like to silly. hear. You would know that I'm going to be up for like five more hours. With I have Barney with me. He was done with us. He was done with you. He'd seen enough. Right. He wanted just be- like I know. I know my dog changes everything. I can't be like, oh hey, buddy. Uh, so I, I was like, oh, 
I would have like set up a tent for you or something. I like I like you yeah, can sleep in a tent uh, in my yard with your dog. If I if if, if that's if, a thing. I would if done I had that. my car keys, I would have just sat in my car and slept in my car. That would have been the best scenario. But my key car keys and my house keys right. are on the same keychain. Right. So, do people keep their key their car keys and house keys on separate keychains? No, I mean I don't. Yeah, like I keep a car key taped underneath my wheel bed thing. Really? Damn, dude. So, hey, hey, if you're listening and you were in the Detroit area and you spot Dustin's car, it has a Bernie sticker on it. They have those, like, magnet things you can get, too. That's what I I have one of those, too, but I don't know where it is. So I just, I use Gorilla Tape. Great product, everyone. One day I hope to be doing little 60-second spots. He was still there. Uh, maybe I'll do it uh, when I go out to the car tonight. Who knows if it's still there? He's like, Gorilla Tape, great product. And then he's like, fuck! (laughs) All right, we gotta have a non-politics related riff for fifteen minutes for the because that's that's what the that's what the hogs want. So, so we is gotta it? slop the hogs. That is what the hogs want. That's what you think. People that people listen to this show despite the politics. It's it's ninety nine percent. No, no, no. I'll tell you politics, what. They, they listened to it. They they the reason that they were drawn to it in the first place uh, was because of, like they are people who care about politics, right? But then they listen, just like anyone who's listening to any political podcast, unless you're listening like to one of the like the one like. The, like a citations needed or something that's like really heavy like research and informational uh you just fall in love with us as you, guys you, fall, you get you, you you like the personalities and you're like all right well i know that they use politics as a structure yeah you want to hear guys being dudes but you want to yes. hear them hang out and talk uh and then you the, the parts that you remember the most and laugh and, and, la- and make you laugh are the parts where they're not talking about politics yeah mm-hmm. they're talking about jerking off about about stuff or into stuff or yeah onto stuff yeah that's people's favorite parts. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Jerk off talk. I, I know this is this. You're like a. We gotta like, do 15 minutes of jerk off talk. You're All like, right, let's do it. Go. I know you wanna do it. You know I wanna do it too. Out here on the dance floor, we can make sandwiches. You can be the bun, and I can be the burger girl. I know you wanna do it And we can make sandwiches So make your thighs like butter easy to spread And we can make sandwiches Out here on the dance floor Come on, we can do it Yeah, we can make sandwiches